0: Hello, this is Bill Lytell, Senior Pastor of Gospel Baptist Church. Uh, Another wisdom for your walk thought today. Uh, For years, as I read through the Bible, I noticed a certain thing that I want to share with you. that just really made a difference in the way I viewed life. Um, God has uh, promised... Those who love him and those who follow him and be willing to obey his words, that he would help them, that he would indeed prosper them, that he would give them good success, that the things that their hands touched would do well. Um, this is found throughout really the Bible, especially in the Old Testament. First Samuel chapter two verse three, the Bible says, "Wherefore the Lord thy God of Israel saith, I." said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father shall walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. That was to Eli. Eli's house had been promised uh, if they obeyed that they would be honored. Eli disobeyed. His children disobeyed and consequently lost that blessing from God. And God reaffirming it by saying, Be it far from me. That your house basically would be blessed. For them that honor me, I will honor. There's a principle right there. They despise me shall be lightly esteemed. There's a principle. Joseph, you know the character of Joseph. He's sold by his brothers into slavery. Uh, he goes to a man named Potiphar. And it's just uh, amazing how God will be with you, even in prison, even as a slave. There's no place you can go that God can't go. Genesis chapter 39, verse 3 says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. That's it right there. That's what you want. That's what I want. I must have it. I seek the Lord with all my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. But, you know, in that I want God to touch the work of my hands that all I do may prosper. Because without him touching the work of your hands and prospering the work of your hands, you're shot. You, you can't make it happen. Um, in Genesis chapter 39, verse 23, even after he got thrown into prison, Joseph, here's what it says about Joseph, the keeper of the prison looked not at anything that was under his hand. Why? Because the Lord was with him. And that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. There it is again. So God is the giver of, of uh, I like Genesis, I think it is Deuteronomy 8.17 or somewhere in the area, 8.7, can't re- quite remember right now. Uh, it says, uh, I'm the God that giveth you wealth. Basically, he's warning them in Deuteronomy there, don't, don't think that you're by your intelligence or by your special prowess or by your physical features or abilities or, or your mental strength, any, anything that you particularly have that you're doing well. Trust and understand this, that if you're doing well, God's allowing it to happen. If he doesn't allow it to happen, it doesn't happen. And we're talking about the people of God here, okay? The people of this world, uh, the wicked prosper. Sure they do. The wicked go out there and seem like they got the Midas touch, everything, because this is their world. This is all they got. They don't have anything else. So uh, God lets some of them prosper, some of them not, and that's between him and them. But I'm talking about the born-again Christian here. The born-again Christian comes to God, repent of our sins, trust him, humble ourselves. And then God, he touches the work of your hands. He helps you. I remember when I went to Bob Jones University. I didn't, I didn't think I could cut the, cut the buck, you know. I mean, it was a hard school, known for its high academic standards. And so I get in there, and man, oh man, it was true. They challenge you and stretch you in every way possible. And I just, for the five years I went to school there, I just went on my face before God and said, "God, if I'm going to make this, you're going to help me. I can't do it without you." I ended up at the end of that thing, coming in my last couple of years, doing straight A's uh, in grad school, got straight A's, and so God Himself did that for me. Allowed me to remember the stuff I studied. Allowed me to remember the answers when I took the tests. Now you say, Brother Bill, did you study? Yeah, I worked, I studied, I put my hand to the plow, everything. But I need, you've got to have something beyond that. You'll not make it on sheer effort. There's a lot of strong folks out there. There's There's a lot of energy folks out there, but you need more than that. In Joshua's case, Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, he says, only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now, folks, what am I saying? This is not health and wealth gospel. I'm not saying that God's promised you a a life of health, a life of wealth, a life of easy going. Because God's definition of prosperous and our definition of prosperous may be light years away. God wants to prosper you eternally. He wants to prosper you in the area of the invisible. And uh, he wants to prosper you that's going to last forever. That may be by being a pulper on this side. You, you may not own anything on this side, but you prospered in the Lord. You stayed true to God. You obeyed His word. You gave that you were a good witness and stood up for Him in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. That's prospering. God prospered you. Allowed you to end well. Allowed you to stay by the stuff, not to not to backslide and go away from it. I like the general promise in Psalm one, two, and three. But delight in the Lord, but, but His delight is in the law of the Lord, and His law doth He meditate day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. There it is. Moses and Israel covenant, Deuteronomy 29, 9. Keep therefore the words of this covenant, and do them, that she may prosper in all that ye do. Those are just general promises for the people of God. So, so as a young man, I looked at Psalm 1 and I said, look. This is doable. This is something I can do. I mean, no matter who's listening to this, this is something you can do. You can delight in the law of the Lord. Get the Bible. How do you delight in the Bible? Well, first of all, it makes sense. You read it, right? You read the Bible. You consume the Bible. <clears throat> you memorize the Bible. And you're, to your blood becomes Bibline, as I believe C.H. Spurgeon once said. I mean, just... Make your, make your blood run Bible <clears throat> and the principles of the word of God. And then God himself will prosper your decision making, prosper your value system, prosper your wisdom platform. And when you look back at the end of your life, you're going to say, man, God was with me all the way. He was with me all the way. He prospered the work of my hands. And when you really get it is when you go to heaven And you see what God has for you. And when the judgment seat of Christ comes, that pile of works that get piled up under the fire of God's judgment, there'll be something left. There'll be some gold, silver, and precious stones of your work here on earth. I hope this helps you. I hope you understand that God must prosper you if you're going to do well. And that means you need Him. And that means you got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And He will lift you up. This is wisdom for your walk. Bill Lytell, God bless you.